Yeah. The lucky cow jumped over the big lake. Hey everyone, we are live on Professor and Friends. Welcome to the show. Welcome, everyone. We appreciate you being here. There's a thousand places you could be, but you chose to be here, and we are excited that you are here. I have a couple good friends with me tonight that we are going to rock the house with some good information and some good news. Rhino from Rhino Built, thanks for being here, brother. Thank you for having me. You bet you. Rhino does, uh, specializes in rebuilding cars and building things that you could never even think of. He blows your mind with anything from a Pontiac to a Dodge to a Chevrolet van. He he is the man when it comes to rebuilding old cars and trucks and vans and whatever you think. And we also have with us Chris Holloway, the infamous, the outlaw himself. Man, <laughs> yeah. And the harmonica and the guitar keeping everybody up, not allowing you to sleep. Because, you know, <laughs> go down. Chris, thanks well, for being here. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on. This is fun. I love it. You bet. Having a good time. Well, we are live uh, for the very first time on the More Expo page. So uh, this is really cool. We uh, we're uh, really glad that we're able to do this and get uh, get out there, tell everybody about uh, the Big Iron Overland Rally that we just got back from, and share a few things about More Twenty Two that's coming up. But before we do that, let's pause for station identification. I'm Aaron with Switchback Outdoor Safety. I'm Rhino from Rhino Belt Rod and Custom. Fun, it's Adam at Step 22 Gear. Hi, I'm Jeremiah from Overland Pioneer. We're Harley and Jessica with Live With Wander. Are you just rolling? Jeff with Bad Actor Adventure Cup. Walker from Autotronics in West Virginia. Chris from More Expo. Jordan from Andy Sam Overland. And we're here with the. What is that? Professor. You're watching our favorite Overland. The professor and Friends. Professor and Friends. Professor and Friends. Professor and Friends. You're watching the Professor and Friends. Team Professor and Friends. And you are watching Professor and Friends. Oh, man, that's always good and fun to get people to do that. I got Rhino to do that for me at Big Iron. We had to try to find about 30 seconds of silence when the bands weren't playing because they moved them up there right beside, <laughs> right beside our rigs, and, and we were enjoying some good tunes, and we wanted to get out there and uh, do a little video clip. We had to do it a couple times, but hey, we made it work. We made it yeah, work. It was loud. It was good. It was good. And I hate that we had to move them because of the weather or the frightening uh, times of, of the weather that was probably coming, uh, never did come. 
Um, but you know, I was thankful that it all worked out and the weather was amazing. Uh, had a little rain on Saturday morning, woke up to a little bit of thunderstorms, but man, let me tell you, the weather was unbelievably awesome. Fantastic. It was so good. The, uh, it was fantastic. For what I was, could have uh, been. Uh, man, let me tell you what could have been was horrible. Uh, you know, with, uh, with things that, that could happen out there in Kansas. Um, if you've ever camped in Kansas or been to Kansas, you know, the wind is their number one thing. That's like the, 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 the number one thing that could possibly go wrong in Kansas is strong winds, strong storms. And we get out there and it was just nice and cool, peaceful, just unbelievable. Awesome. Even the rain that we got Saturday morning was nice. It, it was down. It gave everybody a chance to sleep in, kind of do their own thing at their own camp under their, you know, canopies. And then as soon as that sun cracked, you could tell the vitamin D was flowing and people were just out. It was electric. It was cool. It was, well, it was so, so good. I was, what was nice um, is it gave people kind of an opportunity to test out their rain gear too to see how well it worked. You weren't in a weekend long downpour. You just got a, that hour or so we got, and you realize, okay, this sucks, or hey, this works pretty well, you know? Yeah. That's true. And if anything, true. Was that, you could dry it out in the sun because the sun was there all day. It was, it was right. so good. Well, I had uh, personally tested out my rain gear at the bonfire rendezvous that we had yeah. a weekend or two before that because it did nothing but rain. Uh, the yeah. Friday that we got there and everything I had had just right out from that uh, when we when we got to Kansas. And I knew my stuff was going to work because, man, when when you wake up and the bottom of your rooftop tent or ladder is underwater, you know, it's been raining <laughs> and, you know, you picked out a piss poor spot to set up it. <laughs> just because you're in a rooftop tent doesn't mean you can camp anywhere. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, Chris, tell us about. Why Big Iron Overland? Where a uh, Big Iron Overland rally? Where did this come from? It just came out of nowhere. I mean, we didn't even get over more expo when you were like, "Hey, let's do something else." That's where it came from, uh, man. More expo twenty one. Everybody left their awesome spirits. The weather didn't didn't. <sighs> you know, stray the, the, the true adventurers away. And it was amazing. And when I was leaving there, I had my brother who everybody met at big iron uh, <laughs> with me and we're in the truck and we're in like, you know, hazardous road conditions, just inching our way home. And he's like, man, those, cause he, he doesn't know this. Uh, he doesn't know this community like I do, but it was fun to hear from an outside voice. He's like, dude, everybody is just on fire right now. Like this was so much fun. You got to keep the momentum going. You got to make an event happen for the people that couldn't make it. You know, you got to do more for the vendors. You got to do, just keep it rolling. And I, as soon as he said that, I was like, you know what, man, I know the place. And it's totally abstract, but yeah. I mean, it's not, it's obviously a good place for an event, but it, it's just abstract in its way of thinking because it's, it's not 
in the mountains by a river. Right. It's just in, it's in Southeast Kansas, which is a, a fantastic spot, but I, oh man, I, I was like, all right, I know the spot. They got a stage. I've always wanted to have an event that had music and just kind of centric around that. And I really wanted to have an event where everybody's main reason for being there was to fully set up their rig, fully set up all the gear and actually be able to just sit and enjoy. Um, it's not something we get to do all the time. You know, you, yeah, you go to an event and you, you unpack everything. And then the next morning you want to go on a trail ride and it's like, pack, pack it all up or, it or the night before you kind of half set up some stuff. You don't get to play with all your toys and gadgets and, Mm. we all know that's a lot of fun to do it's kind of why we do a lot of this stuff so it just man everything jived and everything fit right and and i called joe uh the manager out at big brutus and i said hey i i mean this was like two days after more they were still buzzing from the expo they said they had a few hundred people stop by wow uh, so I called him. I said, Hey, we want to do an event. And he just goes, yes, absolutely. A hundred percent. Oh, wait, I got to run it by the board. <laughs> I, can't just, I can't just say yes. There's a, a board and there are 15 people on the board down there. Um, so I said, well, you know, rather than me tell you what to say for the, for how to run it by the board, why don't you just have me come down and I'll, I'll, you know, do my elevator pitch in front of the board. And, um, and I, I put this beautiful PowerPoint presentation together and, and went down there and got to meet everybody. And I kind of, you know, it was cool. Everybody, all the board members were there at the, at the expo, but obviously I didn't get a chance to talk to them. But after this board meeting, I I got to kind of wrap with a bunch of them and, you know, talk to old operators and, and second and third generation family members that that worked on this and um yeah had the board meeting and then i i excused myself and said uh you know i'll i'll meet you guys back at brutus and send joe back with either good news or bad news and uh when joe got back from brutus it was myself and my parents came down there uh just to to meet with me and and honestly, I didn't know, you know, I don't know if, if I'm going to say something stupid, which I do pretty often or <laughs> whatever, but yeah. <laughs> they know if, if they love the idea, if they hated it. And then, um, Joe came back and got out of his truck and came walking up to me and like head hung low. And I was just thinking, all right, I've been told no before. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I can handle it and, and we'll figure something out. And he stood up and picked up his hat and he goes, it's yes. And we all high fives. And it was like the coolest feeling ever. And it was also like the scariest feeling ever. Cause then at that point it was, I have 73 days to plan this event. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the little backstory behind it. That is very cool. That is very cool. Well, we want to get the word out uh, while we uh, we're talking about this. Uh, we're doing a giveaway. 
um, and I uh, want to make sure that everybody knows about it. If you go and you share uh, this uh, that we're having, we're giving away uh, Midland Radio, which uh, was the communications uh, sponsor of Big Iron Overland uh, Rally. Uh, we're getting an MXT 400. Uh, we're giving away a shirt and hat from X Overland and a Weira Tools. I have right here the, the Weira Tool kit that you will get. And I have right here the MXT 400 sitting right here so everybody can see it. So if you go and you share this uh, live broadcast tonight, you will be entered into a giveaway and you might could win those cool prizes. And if you've already got into the giveaway on our Instagram page, Go and share this, and we'll put you some more entries in there. So we want you to we want you to have this cool stuff. It's uh, very exciting. I, I appreciate Weira Midland and Artemis Overland for helping us do this giveaway. Uh, we want to get as much uh, information out there about Big Iron and about More Expo uh, 2022 as possible. And so go and share that, and we'll we'll be glad to help you get some of this <clears throat> cool stuff. Uh oh. I love that, Joey. To... Let me know who wins. I'm, I'm throwing in two hats. I'll, I'll just uh, two more expo hats have just been added, added to the we'll to the pot the there. Yeah, nice. Excellent, excellent. I love it. I love it. So get out there and share this with all your friends. Put it on your Facebook page. Whatever you got to do on your profile, and we will pick a winner, and that winner will be chosen Thursday night on the live show. We let everybody know who that is. So, so Chris, tell us about uh, Big Iron. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about this. I know you've got a, a screen you can share that uh, that you've got some pictures and stuff, and we'll get to that. But, but I wanted to know um, this this event was so different than anything that we've ever done as far as an overlanding outdoor event. It was almost like a hybrid uh, between. Uh, a camping concert and people who have cool rigs going to like a more expo event because you had vendors, you had uh, places to eat, you had bands, you have a national monument thing that everybody could tour a, a little bit of everything. And you had a big lake where people could kayak. Uh, it was, it was so neat. So, so what made you want to do something so completely different? Um, to bring all this entertainment in. I, I wanted to throw an event that I would really want to go to. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's funny whenever I picture planning more expo or whenever I picture planning for big iron, or even if we're just attending an event, I'm always trying to think of, I'm trying to think of the consumer, number one, the attendee, mm -hmm. the consumer, you know, friend, whatever you want to call it. But that is always the main focus of any, any of the events that I'm planning or when I go, I just, I don't know. I I've always wanted just to make sure people have a good time. And I, when I came up with this, it was like, Oh, we, why, why isn't there been, an event with more entertainment and more music and, you know, just things for people to sit there and do and enjoy. 
we do and believe strongly in the the classes and the seminars that happen mm -hmm. those are great and there and were some awesome ones there yeah. were and you know at more expo 21 there were over 18 hours of uh courses taught which at 30 people or 35 people a class that's a lot of people that get educated and that's important and we want that to happen but i remember going to school <laughs> you know yeah i want to go yeah. out and get educated but it's not the most fun thing i'm going to do all day yes it's useful and practical throughout the rest of my life and it's very important but when do people just get to sit and listen to a, a good band play and, you know, let the kids eat a funnel cake and do that? Well, people are doing that stuff. They're, they're going to state fairs and city fairs and, yeah, you know, the parents are going to concerts. That's, that's one other reason for this is my wife and I love to go to concerts. Mm. Uh but we, it's only Megan and I that can go. We don't yeah. get, we don't get a bring row into that stuff. Yeah. It's usually late in the evening, or if you go to a, a music festival and bring your kid, it's, it's usually kind of not really kid friendly, you know. Yeah. Um, there's Rock Fest up here in Kansas City. I'd never bring my kid to that. Yeah, uh, you know, there's, there's one at Birds that I've been to and I loved it. I'd never bring my kid there. Yeah. And it's like, I want a family concert, yeah. but I want good music and I want just people to be able to sit and enjoy. And I love it when, you know, you know, when you go to a wedding and you see the kids out on the dance floor dancing before the adults are, uh, have enough courage in them to, or liquid courage to get out there and dance. Yeah. It's like that. <laughs> man. I don't know. There's just, there's something about using music to connect people and and bring a community together. This uh, this this following or what do we call it? This stuff. it's a family. Somebody it's called a family. it a subculture. It's, I kind of like that. That's yeah. a pretty, pretty I've never seen anything it. like it. I've really never seen anything like it. It's 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 amazing how it you can put on something and people just show up out of the woodwork. And I, and Rhino, I was going to ask you, um, this Big Brutus is in your backyard. I mean, you're close uh, to yeah. where Big Brutus is. I know you 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 were so close that you could run home and and come back. And, and so, yeah. what was your feeling when Chris brought this up or announced it or whatever? Did, did you think, oh, man, this is going to be good? Or, or did you kind of have your doubts? What, would, what was your thoughts on it? Oh, I thought it was going to be awesome. Um, I'm about 35 minutes away, and I've been there numerous times before on, like, Harley Poker runs. We always use that spot as a stop yeah. on the run. So I'd never actually been inside Brutus or down to Brutus. It was always in the parking lot, and you see it, and you're like, yeah, it's really cool. It's pretty big, right on the middle of nowhere. Awesome. When Chris told me he was going to do it, we met out there to set up the miners run the 100 mile little route. I'm not sure if anybody went and did that. I heard a couple people went and saw the pits and cruised around. I don't know if they did the whole thing or not. But the first time I walked down there with him, you just you just can't put into words how big it is. I mean, the tracks are like what nine feet tall, Chris, or something like that. I mean, yeah, seven, I think. Seven, yeah, it, 
it's just massive. I mean, you walk down there and you walk inside of it and Joe took us around and showed us, you know, some of the interior parts of it and stuff and the workings of it. And it's just, it's mind blowing how big it is. It's pretty cool. Well, I, I've got a picture right here that'll show you about <laughs> how, how big it is. You can see the people down there walking around the scoop. And, you know, when, when I, I was uh, three or four miles away when I saw it and I thought, Oh, there it is. There it is. And when you pull in, you really can't take your eyes off of it. And right. And and when you're a little ways away, you think, well, I don't know, maybe I, I thought it might be bigger. And then when you walk down there beside it, it is just mind blowing. And, right. and just to think about all that it took just to put this thing together. I mean, how in the world do they even lift one single part of the track to get it hooked to the rest of them? It's mind blowing how big this thing Joe, is. Why do you have that picture up? The uh, the cable reel right there uh yeah. one of the miners was telling me about how they changed the cable but see the the big circular cable reel right there that weighs five tons wow and you have to pull it out when the cable breaks to rethread the cable uh the pin weighs a thousand pounds and they they explained to us they have to do each side every six months when it was in operation because the machine ran 24 seven. Wow. So imagine having to get a 10,000 pound spool out and trying to line that pin back up whenever it's with a thousand pound pin. Yeah. yeah it's, it blows my mind, uh, blows my mind. And this is something this, this, this thing ran back when we don't have the technology that we have today. I mean, they had to, they had to do, a lot of it with machines that most of us have probably never even seen before. Um, when it's just, men were men. Yeah. When, yeah. When men were men. Exactly. <laughs> really? <laughs> exactly. It just, uh, it was so cool. I think, um, I think, I think if you ever make the trip out there, um, you will, you will see what we're talking about. It's, it's worth the trip to get out there oh, yeah. um, and, and see this thing. It's, it's so cool that, that it actually entered into your mind a place that 99% of us have never even heard of. Mm -hmm. And you put on this event out in the middle of Kansas is not really on our radar when we think about overlanding and, and here you've opened up a whole new world for, for a lot of us. And I, it's, it's just cool how your vision just, just came to life and out here in the middle of nowhere. And, it and the, I love it. the strip pits all around there, like I said, are amazing. I've gone out there twice now and just camped out there. Um, it's a cool, cool zone out there that I never knew. Like I said, 30 minutes away from my house even existed until went and did the, the miners run. So yeah. definitely cool. It's, it's very cool. Well, you talk about the bands. You talk about um, having the entertainment there. I was completely taken aback and impressed as – you ran the gamut of the style of bands that was out there. When I got there, uh, shortly after we got set up, the the one-man band started. And, uh, I mean, that guy played everything that you could think of. And it just went into a small band, country band, bluegrass band, all the way up to Saturday. We were listening to 80s rock and then some kind of – uh, techno Pink Floyd funk, man. psychedelic funk that was that was it made the fire burn hot. I mean, it was it was cool. 
And uh, so, I mean, you run the gamut. You did a great job at putting these bands together. So cool. I appreciate that. Now, I can't take the credit for uh, putting the bands together. I, I did have a booking agent. And if anybody's been to the first Moore Expo, you saw Adam Johnston play with the Dirty Strings, a small part of the Dirty Strings. And then uh, the second Moore Expo, they were playing right there to the entrance of the Artemis experience. Mm -hmm. And that was Adam and then Garrett, the bass player. Uh, Adam's been with me on this uh, adventure of promoting shows since day one. And he's always told me, Chris, I just want to come play an event with my full band. Like I don't, I enjoy doing these little, uh, these little gigs, you know, a half a day or whatever, but he's like, I want to get in there with my whole band and just, just knock everybody's socks yeah. off. And that's kind of another piece of inspiration for doing this. It's like, I know a guy. <laughs> so bring Adam in and, you know, for all 73 days, we were working on back and forth, back and forth, checking bands out, seeing if we liked them, seeing if they were going to fit the bill and making sure that we loved them. Yeah. And it was like, it the ones that we picked were no brainers and there were a lot of one, you know, we probably talked to, to 22 bands, I'll bet. Uh, and the ones that didn't work will probably show up next year. The ones that we still liked. So, mm -hmm. you know, we can always promise that it'll be, it'll be amazing musical entertainment every time and always different. We, we won't retread. We'll, we'll bring some of the good ones back. I'd say if Arkansas wants, Arkansas wants to come back. They they're more than welcome. Man, they uh, were awesome. They were so too. cool. It was yeah. you had you had a little something for everybody, and 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 I think that was part of the the magicalness um, of the whole event. Because if if you were there, um, I don't know that I've ever seen a more family event than this was. There were kids everywhere. There were dogs running around everywhere. I mean, it was just like, to me, it felt like a family reunion. Uh, it, that's what it felt like to me. Um, it was it was one of those times where you just, you showed up, you hung out, you sat around the fire, you got to talk to people. Uh, yeah, you had the you had the classes. But I mean, you always had this background of, of music, some form of entertainment that was always there. And people were just they're enjoying the entertainment. They were visiting with each other. They were checking out each other's rigs and gear and walking around, seeing the vendors of uh, the funnel cakes were just everywhere. And so I had to get one, you know, people walk up with a funnel cake and you immediately want one. And so that was, <laughs> it was awesome. And, and it was, it just felt like a big family reunion. Everybody was so laid back and, and just wanted to visit with each other. And, and people knew, you know, we don't get to see each other uh, very often sometimes. And so, the two or three times a year that we do get together, you want to take advantage of that. And I think this was the perfect opportunity in the perfect setting to be able to do that. And, yeah, and I, I think that's, I, that's times I, I came by the Artemis booth and uh, you had, you know, five friends who I knew and five other new friends sitting there and it, it was cool. And then, you know, it, at night when I came by and, and you guys had a little fire rolling. Yeah. There were, there were way more people sitting around that fire than, you know, 
what it was designed it, for. It was cool, and we had a we had a we were having a great time. I mean, everybody was just telling lies and and making you know extravagant stories and 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 you know and we were all just laughing, having a good time, and just enjoying each other's company. It was it was a perfect setting, perfect oh, setting. Kara now, Kara, and I and I want to remind everybody that we are completely interactive here. Uh, you post your you post your comments, and I can stick them up on the screen. So if you want to give, ask Chris some questions about Big Iron, um, about why he did certain things or anything like that, or if you want to give some suggestions, we will take those. We'll take it all as long as it's clean and friendly. But Kara, uh, Kara posts a uh, a good question, Chris. Uh, so you're saying there's a next year? I think everybody would be mad at me if there wasn't. <laughs> right. I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, you know, and I, and, uh, you know, I, uh, wrote an article this week that'll be put in, uh, Cindy Pope's magazine. And, and I threw a story in there because me and Rhino were standing there, um, on Saturday evening and you came around and you said, this is cool. We're going to have to do this again. And I, I thought you hit it on the head. It was, it's it was so cool. I, I think we're probably looking at, uh, Likely towards end of May, I'd like to see. Uh, I'd like to see what everybody's feedback is on Memorial Day weekend. Um, so that's a, it's a date that we're looking at. I'd like to see, you know, because I know everybody's got something going on, and that's when people plan trips with their families, and you know, a little old. Little old me doesn't ever take precedence over that, but we like to try to throw an event that's um, that's worth going to. So if you guys would be interested in seeing that happen Memorial Day weekend, we could probably stretch the event out and do a full Friday, a full Saturday, and a full Sunday and really, really dig our heels in. Um, other than that, we might look at like first week of June or something like that, but uh, you know, with more expo moving dates to April, we uh, we may just push Big Iron a couple weeks out, um, so that way I can at least unload my trailer and reload again. That's that would be. Uh, I know that would be tough on you, um, and uh, I know a lot of people travel to to more expo, pushing them uh, pretty close together with April and May events. I know that would be really tough on you. Um, now Chad asks, uh, what was your favorite part of the rally? My favorite part? Yeah. <laughs> My favorite part of the rally was, it was raining and it, the campground was quiet, but I could hear kids laughing. It was early in the morning, you know, nine ish, eight, eight or nine. And I unzipped my window of the tent and looked down where the stage is at Big Brutus, and I saw a half a dozen kids splashing in puddles and playing in the rain. Mm. And, you know, the parents knew that the kids were down there having fun, and there wasn't a worry in sight. And it was like, when I saw that, whether even if it was going to rain all day, I'll tell you what, there'd be adults down there splashing in the rain, but yeah, it just yeah. there was something about that little thing that just set my whole day off, and I knew it was going to be a good day after that. So that that's yeah. that's my favorite part. But 
obviously I loved it all. You know, I, I had cool. a, a waffle dog that was pretty good too, but it just, it <laughs> well, I want to, I want to throw this out there. Um, and you can confirm this Chris, cause I know you were probably one of the last ones to leave, but Michael says, you can't uh, mention the fact that Brutus people didn't have to do any cleanup since we as a community left the place cleaner than everyone, anyone ever. I think yep. if I'm not mistaken, I think Michael was the last one there. Um, awesome. Even after I left and when Jimmy, one of the board members, he's actually the, the president or director of the board. Um, after everybody was gone, that's when he decided he was going to go make a lap and pick up trash. And they had a trash can with him, and they were ready to go. And they, they did two laps, he told me, and didn't find a bit of trash. And then Jimmy tells me that he went up to the last, uh, the last person that was there, which I think is Michael, and explained that to him. And they, they said... Uh, Boy, you know what? We drove all around and couldn't find a single piece of trash. And that person said, well, you better not. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that was the best, best thing I, I could have heard. I love that. Yeah, that's uh, cool. Yeah. Kara that's says cool. her favorite part was the auctioneer hugging, hugging everybody. He was, uh, he was smitten. Let me, let me pull this picture up, Joey. Hold on. Let me see if I can get to it. Uh, I've got a good one here. Kara, you'll like this. Oh, there's a good one of you, Kara, right there. Um, hold on. You put me on the spot. I should have uh, found Well, you said you were pulling it up, so I'll, I'll put it on there. Yeah, I had it pulled up, but hold on. I think it was at the end of the auction. Now, while, while you're pulling that up, tell everybody about the auction and what it was for and uh, and why, why you decided to do that. So, um, Big Brutus is a national historic landmark, and, and it needs to be painted to preserve that status and for it to remain safe so people can go up inside it and enjoy it. Otherwise, you know, you got floors rusting out and it's dangerous it it needs to be painted to be preserved and um i think for the entire year for about a year uh the big brutus board and staff were all under the impression that they were going to get a significant grant from the state of kansas and mm -hmm. about a week before big iron they received a letter and it said that they weren't going to get a penny to go towards painting it. Uh, I think that the grant was supposed to be around $50,000. So um, they didn't get a penny. And Rhino had mentioned earlier in the day that, you know, maybe for future events, we should look at doing an auction, a uh, silent auction we talked about. I remember we were over at the anti-gravity booth when we were talking about it. Yep. And man, it, it wasn't long after it just somehow clicked, but, but Joe, Joe, am I pointing the right way on the screen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Joe, opposite. It's hard to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he had mentioned to me months ago that he was an auctioneer. Um, 
and it, it's funny when you when you do stuff like this when people say things and they you know that like okay i don't know or need any auctioneers right now but i'm locking that in here in case i'm going to need it later yeah so um so joe mentioned he's an auctioneer and and then rhino and i talked about it and i was like i know what we can do uh we didn't really structure a raffle or any kind of giveaway prizes so let's let's raise some money and we will bring in a bunch of prizes so i went and i talked to every every vendor that was there and all oh, the the donations were just like like no problem here you go we we love it we're having so much fun like you know, here's a set of traction boards, anti-gravity with the jump starter kits or go treads and just, I mean, everybody jumped right in and, um, and we had all this stuff sitting up on the table and it was like last minute, like the wrap or the, the auction items didn't hit the table that they were supposed to go on until five minutes before the auction even took off. So I didn't even know it was up there. And I grabbed Joe and I was like, come on, buddy. And we're going to do this. And I, the minute that we sold a set of action tracks for $500. I couldn't believe it. That was so cool. John Muncy from Long Creek Overland. It, it set the, it set the tone and people came in and they, they gave with their hearts and they, they didn't care about the wallet because they knew where it was going. So, Oh, and so we spent 45 minutes doing this auction. Yeah. And in 45 minutes, that picture that's pulled up on the screen right there is my sister and she's showing Joe, she tallied it all up and she's showing Joe how much we raised in 45 minutes and it was four thousand nine hundred and forty dollars wow yeah the the zargus case was like a of 350 or 400 case that sold for 600 it was incredible the we sold the the last big iron t-shirt for 150 dollars i think wow but after so that's my sister showing joe how much we raised that fast. And then there's the, there, look at that. that is His reaction. That's, it, it was, oh, it was, it was cool for all of us to see. Uh, it, it was, it was cool to listen to um, everybody bidding on it and how high the bids were going. Because if, if you, if, if you live this lifestyle and, and you are an overlander, you, you research things, you know, how much things, uh, retail for our cost because uh it's it's just one of the things you do you love gear and so uh for for people to bid a hundred or two hundred dollars more than than what it was worth and matt mcclellan offered a, a guided trip yeah. to go out with him for a weekend and that went for an outrageous amount and i mean that was just super cool um was, and and I to think, think that, and like kara says like yeah, five hundred dollars, and like Kara says, everything started at a dollar, mm -hmm. and yeah. people were just out there to 
to show up and show out and and really bought into this um idea that you wanted to help this place out and uh it, it was it was amazing it was just amazing so so uh, it was all about the community it was and and preserving history you know look you if everybody thought it was cool and we want to come have this event again, let's make sure it's there so we can do it. Yeah. Yeah. We also gave them a, a big chunk of the proceeds too. And the check that I was, I was honored to go down and write to them was for $8,563. Incredible. That we raised. And, a hundred percent of that goes to painting big Brutus. So it wasn't the 50 that the, uh, that the state of Kansas promised and then never delivered on, but is a fifth of it. That's not hey, bad. Hey, when you've it'll got be closer when, next year, it'll be when you've got something like that. Every, every little bit helps every little bit helps. And um, it's um, it, I'm sure it is a, a tr- it was a true blessing, you know, for for them to invite a bunch of people in that they had just met. Um, a lot of them, they had no idea who they were. But for us to come in and not make a mess, um, to not cause any trouble and to give back to them in such a humongous way. Uh, I, I can't imagine uh, them being disappointed if we don't come back. So, you, you know, I'm, I know they want us back. And, and for a place like that to want people to come back, that's rare. Um, that's, you yeah. know, most of the time when people leave, you are ready for them to leave. And mm-hmm. for, for them to say, we want y'all to come back. We would love to have you come back. That, that means a lot because in today's uh, day and age, I mean, we read, uh, I read today that a lot of the national forests out west are closed because of the way that people left them when they when they uh, when they left their campsites and and for for us to have the reputation or for Big Iron to have the reputation with these people that are there that run this place, we want you to come back because you are the kind of people that we want here. That makes everybody feel so good. They just kept telling me. This is a hell of a lot better than Poker Fest. Yeah. <laughs> I think they had the time of their lives. I know I've said it a couple of times already, but every single person that's involved on their board or like Joe, grounds guys, I mean, everybody he just has such a great time. I mean, nothing, nothing like this happens in Kansas, first off, let alone out there. A lot of those guys are born, raised. Um, and I on, unfortunately didn't have the opportunity to sit down and talk with the gentleman but there was a World War II veteran that also worked on Big Brutus that was on site, I think, Thursday and Friday, or thir- maybe Wednesday and Thursday when we were setting up. But uh, I didn't have a chance to talk to him. I wish I would have. I'm going to try to contact Joe and go back out there and meet him. But, um, you know, those, yeah. those to me personally, those are my idols, World War II yeah. veterans. So there's not many of them a, left around, obviously. There's a gentleman that was 97 years old that they were uh, bringing around on the golf cart, him and his girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they were bringing it around in the golf cart. Hey, you go, bro. You go. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, I got a I got a chance to visit with him real quick, but he had he had a, a World War II hat on, so I, I'd say that was probably him. Yep. And yep. what what an amazing uh, what an amazing group they are, but he was just astonished. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kara says uh, she thinks Memorial Day weekend's a, a great weekend. There we go. 
Yeah, a lot of people uh, take that weekend for granted and don't remember the people who have given up their lives so that we can live in this free country. And uh, so to have something on that weekend would be pretty special. So I know you'll have uh, positives and negatives for that weekend. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Yeah, um, I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to know. So if anybody has anything, any reasons why or any reasons why not, I'd I'd like to see uh, some messages come through on the the big iron yeah, page. So shoot them over. Sure. Love to hear it. I want to go through and uh, and show some of the pictures from the weekend. Um, it was just it was just a, a very special time for so many of us. And if you don't think Big Brutus is big, you know we're parked uh, pretty good ways away, and it takes up the whole picture. Um, and so this is the one that we showed earlier. I love this picture here. Um, you know you you really did a good job of giving everybody a lot of room. Um, you know, where they could where they could spread out they weren't packed up on top of each other like at a overland west or something like that so when people say well it didn't look like it was very well attended i uh, saw that on one or two places let me tell you there was there was quite a few people there we had a well, large area let me let me interrupt you there the answer to that is it was extremely well attended because the people that were there made that uh, a a good attendance exactly yeah we yeah sure maybe we could have packed it and that whole other field just just at the top of the screen um no i i'm super happy with the attendance because i love every single attendee that was there so yeah. yes it was very well attended i thought so too and and it's not always about the uh the number of people or why they say the the quantity yeah. it's about the quality and i it, think uh, it was it was uh it was something like i had never experienced before it was super quality time i think that picture right there really says it all um about you know how everybody felt while they were there laid back uh just really having the family time people are going to count this as and and put this in their on their calendar as a vacation People will want to come here with their families. That's how good it was. Um, it's it's not going to the beach. It's not going to the mountains. It's something completely <laughs> different, but you're going to get everything that your family needs at a place like this. And um, I, I can promise everybody that that it's definitely not about the numbers, and I'm not going to pack everybody in there like sardine cans. When when we announce tickets for sale, they'll they'll likely sell out. Now that we've had people in that field, um, I probably, I probably know that I could fit 50 more comfortably, uh, before this, I didn't know, but when we sold out, you know, we sold out because I, I didn't want people to be slammed in, jammed up next to each other, you know, so this was a great test event. We'll probably add 50 more. So that'll put the camping up to 200 rigs and. You know, we'll, we'll we'll make sure we do a good job of announcing it, and then uh, that's how we'll bring them in. I love it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, somebody put up on there that we need to have a poll. I think uh, that would be a good thing for uh, Facebook page uh, poll. Uh, we could put a few weekends up there and see mm -hmm. uh, what everybody uh, would like, and uh, then we can go from there. Uh, well, I think that'd yeah, be pretty cool. Yeah, let's do that. We'll. Joey, you and I will get together and look at some dates um, and see what's what's available. You know, it's a year out, so we're good. 
good for yeah. playing on our end, but um, yeah, that'd be good because I I want to know. I I'd love to make it a, a true three day event. Yeah. By, by utilizing the Memorial Day weekend, but you know, yeah. if people have other stuff that they'd rather do with their families, and I understand that too. And and we'll we'll make sure that we make it where people can still attend this. Yeah, and I we're going to make sure I, that um that Mason <laughs> eats another onion because that was uh <laughs> that was true entertainment. Uh, if you didn't get to see that, um, anytime you can have a full grown man eat an onion, it is always entertaining. Um, this was uh pretty cool moment here we had a lot of these this is when uh the guy bought uh matt's uh weekend package yeah, to go alex out with him Jack, and he's alex and katie right there and um they're they're friends of megan and ours we met them at at the first rendezvous we ever attended which was before more expo one ever happened and they camped right next to us and their kids are adorable and and for them to come out and show their support was awesome. Yeah, super cool, super cool. Well, I can't tell you enough how um, how much I enjoyed it. At, um, and somebody somebody put on here, I, I can't remember who posted. Oh, Jonathan Muncy said, "Out of all the pictures, I never saw anyone not smiling." Um, it was it was just a fun time for everybody. I haven't heard um, anything negative out of it. It was it was a super cool event. Absolutely loved it. So. So I want to encourage everybody, if you do have ideas um, about what you'd like to see, Chris has always been one that would uh, be more than happy to answer uh, any questions or concerns that you have. So make sure that you contact him via the Facebook or his Facebook or Instagram page. Uh, mm -hmm. He's always on there, always willing to talk, always open. Uh, Chris is one of the guys that really wants to do something good for this area of the country and you have really really opened up overlanding to this part of the country and it's and it's super cool to see that we actually have quality events that we don't have to drive a thousand miles to go to and for that's, that i'm very appreciative for that that's the whole idea behind the whole yeah i mean that's what started everything was man i i can't travel and even even now that i'm doing this full time it's like uh, it it's hard to travel to these events and, and do this stuff. And I get, and it's hard for others to travel into ours. And I understand that too. So, yeah. I mean, we just needed to make a, a lily pad, so to speak in the middle. So that way the bullfrog could. Yeah. Bounce yeah. Hit somewhere to go to go. Just give me somewhere to go. And, and this was a perfect year following up 2020 because more Expo was the only Expo in 2020, and then yeah. when you had More Expo in 2021, again it was the first thing to have happened in a year because the whole country had been shut down for a year, and and so for you to for you to for for you to work a year on something, uh, it's it's special to me how you wanted to give back to those people who, despite the weather came anyway the vendors that didn't even know if they were going to be able to get home but they came anyway or the the people that came to more expo had no idea if they were going to be able to get home but they came anyway and for you not to just say man i've been working my butt off for a year i need to take a month off but you didn't even take two days off you went back right back to work the very next day put this event together as a thank you for everybody and that was what made it super cool for me 
uh, that's why there was no way possible I was going to miss this. It was just it was just an unbelievable time for all of us, and I can't say thank you enough. Now, if you missed More Expo 21, uh, we had quite a few things that went on. Uh, moving day was pretty special for all of us. This is how it looked when people were pulling in. It was a whiteout. Everybody was pulling in oh, and, pull yeah. it, and uh, having to brush off all the snow off their rigs. But let me tell you, people showed up and showed out like I have never That's seen before. I, and when we thought, I don't know if there's going to be anybody here or not, everybody just came in and just had an awesome, awesome time. But there's going to be a little change for 2022, and we want to show you what that's going to be. Check it out. Oh, yeah. Mark your calendars now, April 8th through the 10th, 2022, more 22. How cool is that? How cool is that? Moving it back a couple of months, getting it off of Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. uh, that was the only thing that I heard people talking about. Oh, I can't come because it's Valentine's Day. I don't know if I can come because the weather's going to be bad. Everybody knows that Arkansas and Missouri has the worst weather in February. So, hey, Chris did something about it. Chris, we appreciate you moving that back. That's going to be awesome. And how about we're going to a three-day show now? Three-day show. Three-day show. That means more exhibitors, more vendors, more people. That means more hours of class time taught, more education, more activations. It's adding more that work. day. <laughs> more work, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Three I days. love it. 
Three days. Cindy, I that think it's I think it's great. There, time. <laughs> there's really if you're able to get there and walk around, um, there's really more that you can see in a day and a half. And you know, if you do the s'more to more or or anything like that, mm -hmm. um, you're not gonna have time to see everything, talk to everybody, see all the cool stuff that there is to see. Um, and that gives guys who are, are working vendor booths a little more time to be able to walk around and see uh, the different things too, because a lot of the times uh, we didn't get to walk around and see anything uh, more in, in 2020. I didn't get to walk around at all. We were just packed in there. Uh, people just constantly. And so I didn't even get to, I didn't even get to walk around the first year. Last year I got to just run through everything um, and see everything, but, uh, more time is always better to be able to see all this. So that is super cool. We are excited about that. We are very excited about the three days, but we're very excited about the April event. So what does this change for you, Chris, in planning more expo? How is this different? <clears throat> it means that we're bringing in more exhibitors, which means we'll have better financials to create better entertainment. Um, our, our exhibitors that we're bringing in um, are all going to have a focus on enhancing the attendees experience. That's, that's the fourth cornerstone uh, that we never really mention when we're talking about sponsorships and bringing in attendees you know the the three cornerstones of more expo are educate empower explore the fourth one is enhance and that's mm. uh that's a big deal for us it's this show isn't for me to attend i wish i could one of these days i'll be able to attend it it's it's not for the exhibitors to attend. It's for the attendees. Yeah. For the people that make it possible. And I mean, you can have a library with a bunch of really boring books in it. Nobody's going to come in and read your books. But when you start putting good stuff in there and making it fun and exciting to see, people come to your library. Yeah. And that's the idea behind the whole thing is, I'm I want the Midwest community to grow and I think we're doing it. I think we're doing it. I think you're doing it. I think you're doing a great job of it. We do a great job of it. Everybody look at look at Artemis and Overland Essentials and and you know Overland Addict and Adventure Motors like I mean that's that was fun bringing those guys into yeah all into Big Iron as sponsors because they're all Midwest. I mean, like, right. We're a community and bringing it together is just killer. I love it. Well, I think, um, you know, we talked about earlier, um, about reading books and it, and it doesn't take long for me to, uh, get bored with a book. So you've really got to, you've really got to keep my interest going for me to go because I'm not uh, a reader by birth. I have to force myself to read things because I am a stimulated kind of guy. You gotta, I want to be able to see something, and uh, watch it move around, but uh, that that's that's got to be hard for you 
now that you're two years in, how am I going to get people that have been here the last two years to want to come back, to not see the same things, to want to see something new, to bring something new and exciting? Um, that's That's got to be probably your biggest job is making it where people want to come back and making making them get out of the mindset of, oh, I've been there, done that. Um, yeah. No, we don't do, we don't do been there, done that. We yeah. Changed, uh, we'll always change and bigger, better, faster, stronger every stinking time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's funny. Uh, more, more classes being taught. Kara, don't worry. I, I won't. I won't completely keep Matt busy the entire time, but <laughs> the Gaia classes is freaking awesome and everybody loves that. Yeah. So yeah, more classes being taught. Um, some other stuff that we're going to do is we want to make this thing last the entire, the entire week if we can. So, uh, so we're going to do a kickoff party, which is yet to be determined where the, uh, well, it's already determined, but it's yet to be, uh, announced. So there's going to be a big kickoff party, probably Tuesday night, uh, followed by something equally fantastic and awesome on Wednesday. So I think Tuesday night and Wednesday are going to kind of end up like a, maybe like a little big iron. Yeah. A little That'd big. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. We, <laughs> a little big we iron we we talked about it a little bit before we went on air and the and the ideas that you have uh people need to stay tuned on the Instagram and the Facebook page always something going on always wheels turning in Chris's head yeah um, you know looking for this looking for, for that plan on it's, being there for the whole week uh there will be something amazing for the people that can get in there Tuesday night there will be something out standishly incredible for the people that are there Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, we have, we have a big idea and I'm excited to announce this one. And I don't have a problem talking about this because I know that I'm going to do it. No, we haven't booked any uh, sponsors yet and we haven't even set up any following, but we want to spotlight the storytellers. We want to have a gallery uh, for the the guys that are out there helping spread the word and and what where is everybody getting their information for all this stuff and yeah. we have a we have a group of people to thank on this and yeah. it's the storyteller it's the YouTubers it's the photographers it's the people that have consistent Instagram pages and Facebook pages that we can follow so we want to follow. We want to follow our direction with that and show them some support. Yeah. And we're going to do that by Thursday before the expo. We'll be spotlight on storytellers. And we plan to rent a, a separate space in Springfield where we hope as long as uh, COVID restrictions aren't too bad, we'll bring in um, some global forces, uh, people that are traveling the world and talking about uh, their stories and their adventures and how they document it. Uh, Jeff Falcon says, bring Max Powell. I love that guy. Yeah. He's awesome. Mm. We, we want to bring in the, the people that we watch and the people that we see, yeah. And, yeah. you know, and visit with them and have 10 minutes to have a, a beer and a, 
a chat. So that is going to happen and it's going to be freaking amazing. So plan for that being the Thursday before the show, it'll be its own separate, separate deal. And then you'll have Friday, Saturday and Sunday to hang out at more expo. And then you can finally get away from me on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause uh, you're going to be having to turn around and get ready for big iron 22. That's you won't it. have much time to breathe. Um, don't need it. Sure. I'm thriving on this. I love it. It's yeah. If I could do two more events this year, I probably would. But you never <laughs> well, know. You know, you, you put together an event in two months, so I'm I'm scared to death. Is what you're what's going through your mind right now? It kind of you freaks might, me out a little bit. <laughs> never know. You might be, uh, stay tuned. Make sure you're subscribed on all the channels. But you might just all of a sudden see a little pencil drawing of a logo, and then. Katie Boom. bar the door. Boom. Katie bar the door. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> oh man. You know, it's funny. Uh, I want to give uh give some props to that guy right there, Rhino. I uh I I don't think that that big iron would get the raving reviews and uh would have gone as smooth if if Rhino didn't jump in feet first as a a local support and help me not only with uh, on-site support, but with moral support the whole time and uh, a brilliant mind for doing this kind of stuff. You could tell he's been around these, uh, he's been around these kind of events before. And yeah. Rhino, I, I sincerely appreciate all your help and, and, and Micah and Colby were amazing as well. So them boys are always part of the staff. More expo as long as they can get out of school. But I know I can get you away. So yeah, welcome to the team, man. Thanks. Yeah, no, my pleasure, man. I appreciate it. And again, uh, the community aspect of it being new to this whole uh, overlanding world, I guess you guys could call it, or community. Um I just saw the need to, I'm not one to sit back and, and not be part of something. If I see there's a thing I can do or somewhere I can help, I always want to jump in. So uh, thank you for welcoming me and uh, yeah, looking forward to more events and next year stuff. How does this, uh, Rhino, how does, how does this compare since you've been in uh, the car world for a long time and I'm sure yeah. you've been to a lot of car shows. I know you've been out to uh, the big shows out in Vegas that go on. Um, how, how does this, how do these overlanding events com compare to those in, in, from your eyes? Well, they don't. I mean, that's what's appealing to overlanding world is like you said, I keep saying community, but it's more like a family event. Um, I haven't ventured off in any of the big, you know, East or West expos yet. Um, but the little, little portion of the Midwest that I have, um, everybody always welcomes you with open arms. Everybody's really cool about it. When you go to some of the bigger, I've been on the top level of the hot rod world for 20 plus years now. So when you go there, um, you know, you have the TV personalities or the TV show guys or whatever you want to call them. Um, I've been involved with all that stuff and it, it, it's just impersonable. I mean, it's a lot bigger yeah. scale. I mean, we go to SEMA every year where there's, millions of people from all over the world. And that's kind of funny. I think I explained it to Chris and, and maybe you too, Joey, but for many years, 
Brian, one of my main sponsors, I go to SEMA with at MB Court, my stereo sponsor. He's been into the Overland world for years, and he always brings a vehicle to SEMA every year. We always walk around what they call the Overland Experience. It's a little segment inside SEMA. And for years, I'd walk around with them and just laugh, like, how much more shit can these guys bolt on these vehicles? I mean, <laughs> it, it just, you know. And, and, and you now, became the poster child for him to talk about, didn't you? <laughs> more or less, yeah, more or less. And so then with my need with training and working dogs and stuff like that, um, I wanted to build a vehicle, and I was looking at, like, ex-police cars with cages in them and stuff like that. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to build something. Let's just build a van. And it just totally snowballed. I went and met Aaron at Artemis for the first time last year and uh, just told him, like, I'm an all-in type person. Tell me the mm -hmm. cool brands. Tell me what's cool. Um, this is all new to me. I can build anything, but I don't want to build something that isn't cool, right? So he kind of set me on the straight and narrow and told me what was neat and the top brands, and I aligned myself with them and produced what I'm pretty proud of is my van I call Vanna White. So um perfect name yeah yeah perfect i mean it, uh it's been been fun so i'm looking forward oh, to cool. doing more and, and just being involved and enjoying myself at this point it's it's something that i'm not used to it's something that i haven't been doing for 20 years so it's refreshing and, and fun for me yeah that's cool i'm glad well, you like it I, you're extremely personable as well and it's yeah it's fun to chat with you because you know what? A lot of us uh, overlanders and, and off-road rig builders are also classic car fanatics and yeah, right. and gearheads. You know, I. it's funny, in my garage, which is that way. <laughs> I'm still trying to get my... <laughs> uh, I've got a 66 T-Bird and a 71 F100 that uh, since I really started getting into the into building my Jeep and now this Lexus, it's like, man, I am just fighting for a minute to go out there and work on one of those. But once in a while, when I just kind of want to disconnect and, and shut the brain off and block Get out. Frustrated. The video, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I've got something else I can jump into, but all of us have that, you know, whether you're out and you go fly fishing or if you race RC cars or, you know, maybe you just sit around your house and smoke pot all day. I don't judge. <laughs> people might do that, but you know, we there's everybody else has got something that they're into. Music. I, yeah. I play a little bit of guitar, which uh, if anybody was blessed with my my playing. <laughs> um, oh yeah, many of us were. Saturday. Night. I will that's say I was very impressed with your brother Paul's harmonica skills. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. impressive, and he's been working very hard on that. You can tell yeah. I've got other things that I've done. My my dad's like a, a killer musician and an amazing guitar player, and that's how he paid for for our home and for us kids to go oh, to wow. school and all that stuff. Very cool. You know, through that Red Gibson guitar, I learned a couple riffs, and when I'm when I'm high on life, like I was after that auction Saturday night, I. I grab a guitar and I, I can play like two songs. And then after that, it's like, <laughs> somebody please take this from me. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, well I want to, I want to give Rhino some props too. Uh, I think he posted uh, this picture of me and him hanging out his van the other day. It looks like we're in deep thought, but I have no idea what we were thinking about. Probably what we were going <laughs> to eat next. Um, yeah. But but my comment on his post was, man, it was awesome to get to hang out with you. And, and people were like, 
man, he was running around everywhere. I didn't even get to see him for five minutes. He was working and, and hardly ever stopped. And I thought, yeah, I didn't get to see him much either. Maybe uh, first thing in the morning and last thing at night before we went to bed, uh, he was, uh, he was really getting out there and getting with it. And, uh, and, uh, man, you just really take the bull by the horns and take over. Um, I wish I had a picture, uh, when I, when I got my rooftop tent, um, it wouldn't fit. And we were in the back, back oh, place wow. at Artemis and Rhino jumped right in he and I and Albert. And we took that thing completely apart down to the frame where it would fit. And, uh, I don't know if I told you, I'm sure I told you, thank you a thousand times that day, but oh, yeah. thank you again, because, uh, man, when you see something, you just jump right in there and help. And, and you have a gift with that. A lot of people would want to run the other way when you see a $3,800 tent being taken apart. Uh, well, it's but not you, mine at that point. Well, that's, <laughs> I was a nervous wreck. That's if I what can I learn something, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was cool. And, and uh, man, that's so cool to be able to uh, have those memories with you and um, and be able to spend that time with you. That's so cool. But um, I just want to uh, thank everybody for joining us. We're, we're coming down to the last few minutes here. I want to encourage everybody get on the websites um, and um, and go to bigironoverlandrally.com, see what you can find out about what went on this year and definitely plan for next year. We're going to put something up about some dates for 2022. Be watching for that. And also go to More Expo, take a, go on there and uh, give them a like on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Rhino is also on Instagram and Facebook at Rhino Built. Uh, you can follow him and all the builds that he has going on. Guys, I appreciate you coming on. This was fun. Yeah, I love Super it. Super fun. So Thank gonna you. Have to do, we're going to have to do this more often because uh, you guys are, are really fun to hang with. And I appreciate everybody going out there, sharing the broadcast, maybe getting a chance to win a Midland Radio. Hey, everybody needs some communication. Um, and, and so uh, appreciate yeah. you. And yeah. more Expo hats. And uh, some Weira tools. Uh, we've got we've, these. So these. Uh, he's going to come up with something else. No, no. I just wanted to show these off. Uh, <laughs> I'm wearing my Midland shirt. Uh, not because it, I just, it's a comfortable shirt. But, and also I love Midland. But they they gave us these radios um, to help support the first more Expo. And since then, it's been unbelievable, but right now you can talk about how good these worked and these are just job site radios. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't have a problem around that whole facility. Did we? And I was surprised the radio I had, I think lasted two and a half days before it finally needed wow. to be charged. Yeah. Never had it was used a lot, obviously. That's awesome. Yeah. It was different, different notes. Awesome. Just another, another plug for Midland. I got a set of walkies also. And I, before we got on, we were talking about me trying to set this network here at my house and between my shop and stuff. So I had a buddy up in the attic and I was in all my soffits running all the wires. And we used those for two days straight using a walkie talkie talking back and forth instead of trying to yell through the soffits and up into the attic. Very cool. So Very another, cool. Another, another use for Midland. I'm sure no one's ever said or, or needed. <laughs> and when the kids start getting wiry and driving you crazy, give them each a walkie talkie and send them different directions. They love it. Yeah. They love it. Problem Absolutely solved. love it. Yep. And that's an awesome way to keep up with your kid. I I see more and more of that nowadays, especially at events like Big Iron, uh, kids walking around and I, I hear, where are you? Where are you? And now I turn around, this little kid gets on a, 
on a little midland radio and said, I'm over here by the Artemis booth. It, I love know, that. that. I'd rather it's so cool. The I old, love it. Uh, you're, you're, the old Nextel phones. Remember those? Like the first cell phones. Oh my gosh. The walkie talkie yeah. phones. Those didn't last very long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those didn't last very long. Well, Hey, we have reached our, uh, about our time limit. And I want to pr- uh, tell everybody, thank you again for joining us. Make sure and visit these guys on their Instagram, Facebook, jo- go to their websites, you will be seeing them around, and I promise you, you will not want to miss more 22 and Big Iron 22. I'm the professor, and these are my friends. Thank you for joining us. Y'all have a great